We're loading up the Matrix on this tech edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly here at Fool Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. It is Friday, September 25th, 2015, and with me today is the irreplaceable Dylan Lewis. How's it going, man? Pretty good. You good? Yeah. TGIF? TGIF. I'm feeling well-rested. It's pizza day. I am ready to rock this it's, podcast it, and go It's eat coming up roses yeah. everywhere. <laughs> uh, so, Dylan, we've got a pretty good show I think for so. our listeners yeah. here today. Um, we're talking about virtual reality. Um, so before we get into things, I am very curious, what's your favorite alternative reality film, Inception or The Matrix? It's got to be Inception. I could not agree more. Just because just just of the psychological well, and, depths of it, uh, I think was there any, fantastic. What, what am I missing? Are there any other films that kind of lend themselves to virtual reality? Um, Doesn't matter. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so... Real quick, just to give our listeners some perspective, you know, you and I were preparing our notes on her before we came in. My task was, of course, the market size. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, folks, these are all guesses. It's kind of a joke. Uh, we, there's no hard data on what the, the, the size of this market is. It's not even, you know. Well, it's tough because it is such a yeah, nascent market. It is. It's, yeah. it's, it's like the, the smartphone market in 2003 is like, okay, you have a BlackBerry. That, like, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else has a flip phone. Anyway. Um, few people have attempted to figure out what it might be worth. Um, mobile and virtual reality investment consultancy DigiCapital out in San Francisco, um, they were very aggressive. They think it's going to be a $150 billion market by 2020. <laughs> it's a 150 followed by nine out of zeros. I mean, I was like, okay. It's a lot of cash. It is. Um, they say that because, and they're, it's kind of like, I, when I was reading this and given that they're a, Digital mobile consultancy doing M and A. Just it seemed like they were kind of blinded by the fact that they deal with this stuff all the time and they're excited about it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, they think that because they view the addressable market for virtual reality as being basically the same human beings on planet Earth as the smartphone and tablet market. Wow. So that's their argument. Yeah, I, I don't know if I buy those estimates. They're saying if you own a smartphone, if you're you own those things, you're interested in them. You're an addressable market for virtual reality. Mm. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, UK-based K0, and this is the other number I found, more conservatively, they put the market at $5.2 billion by 2018. Okay. That sounds a little bit more reasonable. I mean, we don't know. I mean, Oculus Rift is, exists. Mm-hmm. We've played with it here at The Fool, but it's not available in stores. So, right. yeah. Anyway, so though, though, those are the, uh, the, the future markets, <laughs> somewhere between $5.2 and $150 billion by the end of the decade. Yeah, just throw a dart between those two numbers. Yeah, just you, <laughs> you know, we'll 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 take the the halfway point and call it eighty. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Dylan, I'm anxious to hear um what's been going on lately because yeah. Oculus Rift was all the rage a year or two ago. We got a prototype here at full headquarters. Um, I played it. It made me motion sick. <laughs> I'll talk about that later if you want. Um. Then nobody talked about any of this. Yeah. What's been going on? So this week uh, at Oculus Connect conference, Samsung unveiled its newest Gear VR headset. And so this is an update on the previous edition. Is this for their phone? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Okay, so this is the headset that you can actually put your Samsung phone in. and Exactly. Announce. Okay, go yeah. ahead. And so uh, this is going to come in at $99, which was about half the price. That's so reasonable. Of the <laughs> last, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a dramatic markdown from right. what the last one debuted at. Um, and it is compatible with the entire line of 2015 Samsung smartphones, wow. uh, including the Note 5, S6, S6 Edge, and S6 Edge Plus. 
Um, they're going to start shipping this out into the U.S. in late, uh, mid to late November, um, right just before Black Friday. Naturally, because yeah. Black Friday doesn't kill enough people or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it seems like a, a really nice gadget for people that love it's, gadgets. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure what the mainstream appeal is going to be. I think you look at this price point starting to come down from 200 to 100, yeah. and it definitely becomes more palatable yeah. for someone that is interested, but maybe not a hardcore gamer. And it, it kind of lends itself to um, DigiCapital. Sorry, um, it, the, that lends itself to their argument that it's kind of the same thing because these companies are using their the cell phones to make you know the headsets and mm-hmm. make the virtual reality and everything. Anyway. Yeah, if you already have the computer in your pocket that's right. you know, fueling whatever you're gonna be and experiencing. You need a hundred dollar headset. Exactly. Yeah. Like that that's really not uh asking all that much. Um and so just piggybacking on some of that news, uh they had some content providers and uh some app developers also speak at Oculus Connect. Uh Hulu announced that their VR application will be available this fall. Wow. Yeah, and losing on this? Yeah. So some content providers are coming into the space. Wow. Um and they also mentioned they're going to be including original virtual reality short form content and unique viewing environments created for VR devices. So we're seeing uh content that's curated specifically for these devices. Right. Which is huge in terms no, that's of selling. That's a big point. deal. Yeah. Wow. I'm like looking at these notes and my eyebrows are up <laughs> if you can't see me, folks. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Uh some of some of the other things that came out, uh Netflix will be available in the Gear VR store this week. But it doesn't seem like Netflix is going to be giving um, like spherical video specific content. Okay, you know it, it's going to be the standard flat content that right. you'll be viewing. Okay, you'll just be viewing it, you know, with the headset on. Um, maybe there's something to be said there if you want to just be totally immersed in what you're watching. Right. <laughs> um, other content providers, Vimeo and TiVo, uh, should also be available for the Gear VR in the near future. Um, so I mentioned them briefly before because um, it, you know, everybody's. It was kind of like a segue. Like everybody, it was all the rage. Everybody's talking about Facebook's Oculus Rift, and then it just kind of went away. Like nobody's talking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Facebook now? Yeah. So uh, Oculus does develop the Gear VR. Okay. For Samsung. So okay. so they're partnered up there, uh, and this is something they're working on. And I think. If you are interested in the long-term viability of VR as a platform, you have to like um, the Gear solution because it's bringing the price down. It's making it more accessible to the average consumer. Um, a little bit of an update on what's going on with the Oculus Rift specifically. You know, it's still at the higher end. I think it's something that's going to be attracting hardcore gamers. Right. Um, no determined price point out at this point, but I think it's going to probably be around two, somewhere in like two hundred, four hundred. I've seen the yeah. number three hundred floated by people that work on the project. Um, but hey, four hundred dollars to get motion sick. Cool. Well, <laughs> mind, mind you, so that's the headset. But you also need a pretty powerful computer, a very powerful computer to be you using need games that can deal. Like the whole situation is, yeah, yeah. And so you're not sure what the platform's going to look like. Right. You know, I'm assuming it would be something like what you'd see with current gaming models, where you're paying for games. You right. Know, it, it seems crazy that you'd be getting that stuff for free. Um, so, I think Gear VR is kind of a gateway device for a lot of people to... It's a, it's a gateway drug? Is that <laughs> yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, for them to experience <laughs> virtual reality you know, with something that they're familiar with with their phones at a price point that's you know, pretty acceptable, right. and then see if maybe you know, by the time that uh, the Oculus Rift launches, like, I think Q1 2016, um, you know, maybe it's something that they're willing to try. I, I think the initial market for it is going to be small and kind of dedicated gamers. We'll see what happens. Though. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Just to give our listeners a little color, I you know you're sitting there talking about you know the Oculus, and I was like, um, 
I think, boy, most people haven't tried this. Um, the Fooled has one. Mm-hmm. Um, very lucky. We actually got it a year and a half ago, I think. Um, I was lucky enough to use it once for 20 minutes. I think I played like Half-Life or some shooter game or whatever. Um, folks, if you can, you have if you have access to one of these, I mean, fiddle with it for twenty minutes. But full disclosure, you will lose your lunch. <laughs> I did it for. I felt motion sick. Yeah, have because to, have to wait half an hour. It, yeah, like I, 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 I couldn't. I, I, yeah, I was like, my brain thought I was moving. Right, but my body's not. Yeah, it's not something that it's, your senses are used to. It really, really, and um, so one of our tech guys here that actually set me up on the machine, um, he said you would pretty much have to do it for I don't know thirty, sixty minutes a day for a week in order for your body to adapt to it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of internal calibration there. I, anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, so while talking about Oculus, I think it's natural to also talk about the company that owns Oculus, Facebook, and some of the recent things that they've announced. Um, so earlier this week, Facebook decided to let us in and tell us that users can now post immersive videos shot on 360-degree cameras, like GoPro's spherical rigs, on their social network. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, and so it is available on some Android devices, uh, should come to iOS devices in the coming months. Um, and to flash the new content style, it's very cool. It's available online. I highly suggest you check it out. Um they demoed some content featuring Star Wars, LeBron James doing like his like workout stuff, and uh, some GoPro footage. Well, can I be Darth Vader? Like, what's the Star Wars stuff? <laughs> it's like riding around in one of the oh, on a fighter. Perfect. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Okay, so it's pretty sweet. Um, but it is not the look around type functionality that you're used right. to when you're on desktop. You're just kind of dragging and pulling around in this like, well, you know orbit. Uh, but it's very cool. Uh, unacceptable. I don't want it. And again, I think it's kind of priming people to be more used to seeing this kind of content down right. the road. Cool. Well, before we move on to talking about what Google's up to with all of this, I wanted to make everybody aware and uh, reiterate once again that a very special offer to join the Motley Fool Stock Advisor newsletter is available to all industry-focused listeners. As a loyal IF listener, you have access to a special discount on Stock Advisor that works out to $129 for a full two-year subscription. Just go to focus.fool.com to take advantage of this offer. Once again, that is focus.fool.com. And actually, it's a newly designed page, and it's very we, we look good on it. Christine's yeah. on there. Everybody's looking good. It's a new page. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's, I can't wait to show it to you. Uh, head over, folks. <laughs> um, so, uh, Dylan, what's up with Google? Because last I checked, they've got that uh, virtual reality headset made out of cardboard. Yes. There, I said it. Well, <laughs> yes, an aptly named cardboard. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at... So, you know, we're sticking the conversation primarily to publicly traded companies and their involvement in VR. Right. Uh, and so, you know, that's why we haven't gotten into some of the niche players. But, um, yeah, so Google has cardboard. <laughs> Alphabet, cardboard. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going for simple and playful. They're the, the kiss rule incarnate. <laughs> Keeping it simple, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, cardboard is on the super low end of VR solutions right, right now. Uh, you know, it, it is a cardboard box that basically it's, folds folks, out with it's literally a cardboard <laughs> box <But laughs> there are uh you know dedicated lenses and there's some button functionality but other than that like it's very I mean, bare bones you slide your cell phone in yes. there and then you're good okay yeah and so uh they're retailing for 15 to 25 bucks pretty much <laughs> um and this is definitely in my opinion more of a novelty vr viewer <laughs> than a platform in and of itself um you know, it's compatible with pretty much every smartphone, which is nice. You know, like you look at what Samsung's doing right. with the gear, like that's not something that's available to iOS. Buy users. our cell phones. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, 
But I think Google's intentions in this market aren't quite as clear. You know, Samsung... They're just screwing around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's hard to know because I think Samsung, there's a natural tie-in with their devices. Right. Um, You know, Google's hardware isn't nearly as big of a part of their business. So it's like they're trying to have a toe-in on the off chance that virtual reality with cell phones comes big because then they can just throw Android at it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... I'm with you. I don't get it. Yeah. So the, the monetization side of it, isn't as clear to me with Google. I think they've done some really cool stuff with it. Um, they have this, what they call, expedition package. Uh, and it's basically this kit of cardboards and Nexus phones. And it's in this kind of like cardboard drawer that they send to schools. Of course, it's all cardboard. Um, Does Sergey Brin <laughs> like cardboard? Like what? Maybe, maybe he owns like cardboard. Does he own a, or something? Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on here. Um, so uh, yeah, they send them out to schools and... Uh, teachers can use them for oh. um, field education. Trips. Yeah. yeah, and so you know, like they can All take right. these simulated field trips to you know, national parks or you know wherever they have these set Smithsonian. Up. Yeah, you know yeah. Wh- whatever cool. experiences they have set up on the platform. So that's pretty cool. I don't know if that's the route they're going to go. Whether it's sticking with education, I have to think that there's a money making side to it at some point. Um, they don't care about making money. <laughs> it seems it seems like more of a pet project right now. Um, but perhaps even cooler with some of the stuff Google is doing is the Jump project that they're working on. They're so creative with all <laughs> these names. It is just amazing. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and so, as you might imagine, with anything VR-related, one of the biggest barriers is capturing content in a VR-friendly way. Right. Right. Because you need... I mean, Bunch of, it's like the Google Maps or something. You have the giant ball with a bunch of cameras in all directions, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, so the technology will only take off so quickly as the content is there to support it. Right. And, you know, it needs to be compelling for people to want yeah, to buy into a, it. Yeah, this is a chicken before the egg kind of a... Exactly. Yeah. And so Google's Jump initiative um, is basically looking at capturing content. Uh, they have these 16-camera rigs... Oh, exa- yeah. Okay. Uh, ...that are <laughs> arranged in a circle, and they collect 360-degree video. And I think uh, I watched an interview that uh, one of their project managers did with The Verge, and he's talking about how rather than simply stitching these different video streams together, what they're doing is taking thousands of images and layering them and creating this extremely visually rich uh, environment. And so the experience is dramatically better. It's also much more intensive for the computers to put together. Oh, my God. But, um, you know, so I I saw some previews of it, and it looks fantastic. Um, Again... Not 100% sure what the application is there. Right. But um, those, for the most part, those rigs are being fueled by GoPro cameras. Did you get a glimpse? I'm really curious. I, I don't know if our listeners have seen it, but I'm sure you have. Um, but the, the Google Street View cars that drive around all over America with the ball on top and they're yeah. taking Street View. Is it, is it that size? Is that what we're talking about? Or is it a much smaller thing that could fit on a desk? If you picture 16 um, GoPro Hero 4 cameras so in, it's small. in a circle. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm on. Yeah. Okay. Um, so speaking of which, who's the the sleeper, the sleeper company here? Yeah. It's the name we mentioned. I, like I just said it before, but it came up earlier when we were talking about Facebook. Um, you'll notice GoPro came up a few times during this conversation and, you know, Google's using their 16-camera rigs. Um, it's really... I mean, Google is using GoPro cameras to do this dance. So, mm-hmm. all right. And that's they, very, they, very interesting. They have a, a joint offering out uh, that's available through uh, Google's Jump Project, also hosted on GoPro's uh, online store uh, called the Odyssey. And it features the GoPro Hero 4s. 
Um, so also like Facebook is featuring a lot of content using their rigs and, you know, it's all shot on there. Um, I think it's kind of setting the foundation for spherical content to become big. And uh, this is a quote from a Quartz article that I read earlier this week. It seems that GoPro is set to become the standard for 360-degree video capture. If it can figure out how to make 360 capture as affordable as its regular cameras, or perhaps how to incorporate this technology into forthcoming drones, it'll have another massive success on its hands. That is possibly the most bullish thing I could have heard about this company. Yeah, and you know they've been hit recently. Um, you know, a lot of it. You know, some we've talked about on the podcast before, kind of tied to their suppliers, really more than stuff that they're doing on their own. Right. Um, and I think it's really nice to see that they have another catalyst out there. You know, they've talked about the impact of VR or uh, drone content ca- or, dr- or drone capture yeah. uh, video, and it's nice to see that they might become that go-to name I, in space. That's a big deal. Because if they're perceived as the quality video capture company, because the, the other concern I have is the fact that, you know, GoPro, they're making hardware, and in my estimation, I mean, we all see what happens to prices of anything tech hardware related. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can go get a laptop for 300 bucks. It was two grand 15 years ago. Like, it's, you know. Um, but, man, if they're perceived as the quality video capture company for virtual reality, that's interesting. Yeah, and I think it's also getting them out of that consumer tech market right. a little bit. You know, I mean, these have much more specialized uses right. and, you know, might lend themselves to contract uses, you know, where you're getting big purchase orders uh, rather than relying yeah. on retail. So, Because um, the American consumer is finicky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, there best. Are, and there are a lot of concerns about market saturation right. with action cameras and people thinking, you know, like how many people are really going to buy a dedicated action camera? So uh, having these other growth catalysts up their sleeve just seems like a great opportunity. So uh, before we head out here, um, this is a Motley Fool. We're, we sound kind of bullish on GoPro. I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Like, what? How do you see this shaping up? Do you have a good way to play this right now? Yeah. So I don't have a hard estimate numbers wise on any of right. this. I will say, you know, I've talked about GoPro. Um, I think we talked about it on the podcast. Oh yeah, no, a couple of weeks we ago. I talked about it on WRKO. You know, for mm-hmm. the rotating segment we do with them. Um, I like them. I mean, I don't personally own them. I've been eyeing them for a little while. Their valuation looks fantastic for a really high-growth company. I think they're at like right. 29 times trailing earnings. Okay. Something well, like that. at least they're making money. <laughs> yeah, So and, and they're profitable. Um, yeah. And there seem to be a lot of really big markets out there that they could get a pretty good foothold in. Cool. Well, thanks for your thoughts, Dylan. Always a pleasure, Sean. Let's go get some pizza. <laughs> and if you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Again, that is industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people on this program may have interests in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Dylan Lewis, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on! <laughs>